All right, today we are doing a special broadcast from uh, Damon Industries. We're actually visiting, uh, we being my wife and I, Haley. Hi. Hello. Um, we're actually, in, uh, we've been invited by Josh Damon, who runs Damon Industries, and you've probably never heard him referred to as that, but um, if you are familiar with any of the rad food products, the barbecue sauce, the pickle juice, uh, the Bloody Mary mix, I think that's where the where it all started, right? The Bloody Mary yep, mix? The Bloody Mary mix. Um, and Josh, you are the man behind all of those food products. Yeah, that's right. And it has been, uh, I grew up listening to rad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wanted to be a part of the show or do something with the show. So this we're going to call it the podcast. It'll eventually become the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the to podcast, that. This is really exciting for me. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, through producer Christy, I was able to get get the Bloody Mary going. Mm-hmm. And as that was successful, uh, y'all added different things. And I said, oh, I can do the brine. Would you be interested in that? And Yeah, you're the man behind the brine, too. Yeah. And as uh, you know, you cooked how many turkeys in July when we were formulating it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad deal i mean the turkeys were still delicious but yeah yeah. by the time thanksgiving rolled around i was pretty much fed up with it um but (laughs) can i have ham for thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) he wonders why we want ham for thanksgiving exactly (laughs) um so we've all had a hand in cooking a turkey for production services and it's a tough gig it's a tough gig to to cook food and eat it yeah it's totally test test taste test i know we did a bunch of different taste tests for the pickle juice as well pickle was the hardest yeah yeah, i mean we'll get it we'll get into the the how it's made and stuff uh but first tell me about yourself you've been working in this industry since you grew up right this is a whole family owned operated uh operation out here in sparks and uh, just maybe give me a little bit of history about how you got here. Yeah, so uh, my grandpa and uh, two friends started a distribution business. It was called Miles Distributing, uh, and that was in the 50s. And uh, my grandpa bought his partners in 1963, and basically they sold everything that a bar could want or needed to operate straws, napkins, olives, cherries, uh, bottled orange juice. Oh, I should have shown you one of the cool old bottles uh, that we have, but uh, <laughs> anything for the bars. And then my dad bought it in 1977. Then that's actually the year that I'm born, uh, that I was born. Uh, and then he changed it into a manufacturing. So Damon Distributing became Damon Industries. Mm-hmm. And he met a man named Dell. Griffin. Del Griffin. Yes. Uh, they had all these formulations for shelf-stable, bang-in-the-box juice and soda syrups, and, and that's how we became more of a manufacturer instead of a distributor. So the only product uh, that we sell that we don't currently manufacture is some of the rad stuff. And I just do that because I'm a fan and, you know, I right. to make that happen, the, the, the rub and the brine. Um, but going through that process, so my dad got the business or bought the business from my grandpa, and he grew, grew it to uh, where it's mainly just bag-in-the-box juice and sodas that you're going to – in Reno, for instance, if you go to a Mexican restaurant, order margarita, you have a 90-something percent chance that that margarita is being made with our sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't know that because it comes out of the gun and no one really knows. Well, they just made me this drink and it tastes awesome, but I don't know why. And if it tastes <laughs> horrible, it's because it's Coke or Pepsi. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. So from there, he, my dad uh, 
was very successful, very smart. He formed all, helped form all these different distributors across the Western United States, one being in Las Vegas. And we were able to work with the liquor distributor down there to create these formulas that and you can still get them down there. If you go to the strip and you get a pina colada, a margarita, a strawberry daiquiri, a uh, frozen Moscow mule, and those big yard glasses, mm-hmm. uh, high likelihood, again, <laughs> of, of the product. We made it. I formulated it. You're responsible for keeping Vegas drunk. That's right. Yeah. Fantastic. That's right. I, I accept their thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, no, so we love pool season. The hotter it is, the better we know. Uh, we're rocking and rolling. And so for us, March, April, May, we never know which one of those months is going to be our busiest. Mm-hmm. Depends on the weather and when the pools start opening right. up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, so I grew up working here. Mopping the bathrooms, clean the tanks out, glue the boxes. You know, in sixth grade, I would work a few hours uh, every day. Like I was mentioned earlier, you know, I got a great baseball card collection because I was so rich from working here. <laughs> I could go spend my money, buy all these baseball cards. Um, and what I didn't realize when all that was happening is that being able to work in every part of the business would really help me get a great overview of how it all works. If I would eventually want to purchase it from him. And thankfully for me, I was able to find my passion here and be able to do what I want, do what I'm passionate about, um, which we'll dive into. But I spent a stint in the lab Mm -hmm. creating all these projects or products for these properties in Hawaii and Vegas and Southern California. Um, And for me, that is really fun. And now they call it the... (laughs) The property mixologist. Oh. And so I get to go and meet with them, and they're showing me how they're creating all these cool, innovative drinks, uh, rosemary, ginger, margarita, lavender lemonade with basil or jalapeno mango margarita. And uh, so our job would be to take their from-scratch recipe and put it into a bottle um, where it tastes the same and it's consistent. So you look at somewhere like The Win, they have all these different there's the sports bar there's all these different bars so if you go and get a bloody mary at the sports bar and you love it and and you're walking past this other bar that's different and you want to get a bloody mary it's a different bartender you're going to get a different bloody mary it's not going to be as good Mm -hmm. it's going to be totally different so the thing that we bring to the table is a consistency where i custom make your bloody mary anywhere that anyone goes on the property they're going to get the same bloody mary with whatever bartender's signature flair that they're going right, to have. Right, right. Whether the Worcestershire mm-hmm. hot sauce or whatever mixture yeah. they put But the base yeah. layer yeah. is going to be that consistent Buddy Mary. That... I think yeah, so the, the lab was one of the most impressive parts of this tour because you were kind enough to show us around every angle, every nook and cranny of your of the, of the whole warehouse here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think my favorite part was the laboratory because that's that, that there's so much science behind the drinks and the mixtures that you make because not only do the do the mixers and the drinks themselves have to have a certain amount of flavor but when you add, start adding in the liquor and the alcohol to it that it changes the the whole formula of of the flavor and so how did you how did you come about that uh that concept how did that how did that hurdle get crossed over yeah so there was a, a couple things that kind of taught us that lesson once uh we had this chain of restaurants, and I forget the name of the chain, but I probably shouldn't mention them because it doesn't end well. But uh, 
we were making a sweet and sour for them, and we had trouble sourcing the lemon juice that went into the sweet and sour. So we bought a different lemon juice, brought it in, uh, made a sample, tasted it side by side with the old one, and it tasted the same. So we didn't tell the customer. We made it, shipped it, didn't think there was going to be a problem. They were infuriated with us because once you added tequila to it, it was totally different. Tasted like shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, we, we can cut. Oh, you can cut some. Shit. So we're banned. We'll never do business with them again. And and so we, we tasted it. And when you add the tequila, we're like horrified yeah. um, that we missed that aspect of it. Um, and and so we. We knew that, okay, from now on, if anything is going to change, we have to taste it as the end user is going to consume it. Well, we're working with uh, some of these liquor distributors, and they'll send up their uh, mixologist or their sommelier uh, to come up here, uh, and there's this one guy, Francesco. He was awesome, and he gave me my lesson in how the spirits can enhance or totally destroy a cocktail and how all that stuff works. So there's ways to play with some of the acid levels, acidity, uh, or the sugar levels, which is the bricks of any of the products, so that we our goal would be uh, you have to have an enjoyable product once you add the alcohol to it. That's mm-hmm. the point. You're drinking it with the alcohol. So that's one of our specialties, I think. Uh, when anytime I do a tasting and we'll taste the competitor's product side by side without the alcohol and it's like okay ours is okay and uh, but once you redo it with the liquor we have a high percentage rate of winning the tasting and maybe I'm egotistic well, I don't remember <laughs> losing it mm-hmm. after we've added the liquor to it yeah um, Bloody Mary's a little different uh, everyone has a Bloody Mary it's our it's our most popular uh, private label and there's so many ingredients in it and once you're stacking with all that sodium and tomato and celery and everything mm-hmm. it, uh, it's really hard to screw up a Bloody Mary if you get a bad Bloody Mary I mean that, that person had to try really hard to mess it's that operator up operator error so, for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite so um, you guys have you been to the Bucket of Blood at, oh uh, yeah Virginia City? so oh, we yeah. did their Bloody Marys really so this is the coolest thing uh, before we moved into this building, which was in 1984, which is down in Sparks, um, it was a little tiny, it's a car wash place on Wells Avenue right now, a really tiny place. Um, the owner of the Bucket of Blood used to buy product from Damon Distributing when we were on Wells Avenue. Whoa. When he was working for his dad, uh, his dad would send him down to buy stuff from Damon, and then him and my dad, Marshall is his name, Doug, my dad, they go out drink and have fun and and he every time he comes down to buy stuff from us i get to hear a story uh, about my grandpa or my dad um, and how they used to interact and it's my favorite and i still go in sorry get a little choked up it's so cool uh still go into some customers that like oh i remember your dad used to come in here it's the best you guys make the best stuff it's damon distributing that's awesome that's so cool yeah there's a lot of rich history with your family here in in the reno general area Mm -hmm. um what uh what what made you realize that this was going to be your passion was it because you were a family owned operation or just (laughs) I mean, because a lot of people go into business with their family and they're like, they start hating each other. But yeah. It sounds like that's not the case. Here. No. I mean, you got your brother working yeah. outside. You got your sister working yeah, with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so, and we all own it together. We're, we're co-owners. Mm-hmm. And we all have different uh, positions. But uh, what I was always wanted 
to be in the family business and, and buy my dad out and I think it was in sixth or seventh grade he talked about oh I'm getting to sell it someone offered and well, what the fuck am I going to do uh, if you sell the business? And so uh, I learned to play the drums. I'm going to be a musician. Mm-hmm. You know, that that one's that's a tough road. So it almost became yeah. like a protective thing for you. Like, no. This is my baby, too. Right, right. This is what I thought I was going to be doing. Can yeah. you take that away from me? Yeah, and, and, and luckily, you know, he didn't sell it. It didn't, didn't work out. And uh, there was a time where I'm a creative mind mm-hmm. uh, very outspoken uh, extrovert mm-hmm. well he asked me in the lab doing algebra every day which I was the guy in algebra that's like I'm never gonna use this shit why do I have to learn this <laughs> well uh, Turns I, had, out. I had to use it every day so that wasn't I did not like being in the lab and, it, 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 and my dad it's challenging because um, he'd go in to, to talk to him and is he wearing his dad hat or his boss hat? And I'm not wearing right. a son hat or an employee hat. Mm-hmm. And we would never delineate the two. Like, if my kids want to be in the business, we're going to have hats that says boss or dad or son or employee because I only heard my dad talking to me. I'm like, bullshit, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. But it was my boss telling me, which I should do it right. since my right. boss is telling me. And, and so the lab... Um, I started in there t- to learn how to do that and, and be cr- cross-trained, which was smart of my dad. So we know how to do everything in the building, work and service, and that didn't last long for him. Terrible one day in service. I messed him <laughs> up. They're like, hey, we can't have this guy in service. Um, it, um, <laughs> then the, the lab guy quit, and he had been here forever, and I was the only one that, that could do it, so I ended up being in there and uh, whatever. And that... Basically, the science of what we do is already figured out. This much preservative at this acidity level is going to make sure that it's self-stable. No, self-stable, no one's going to get sick or die. Right. Um, so as long as I maintain that, I can change the flavors any way that I want. So that's where the creative part, which I really enjoyed coming up with all of the new flavors and stuff. But logging the sanitation every day and the <laughs> daily GMPs and all that stuff, uh, the pest control, uh, awful. Right. Um, so my wife and I started our own company, Mount Rose Drinks, um, because I'm in the lab, so I'm making the best stuff. We should take it to market as retail, or before we're only on-premise, which there's on-premise or off-premise. On-premises, you buy a drink and you consume it on-premise. Off-premises, I buy it and I'm consuming it somewhere off of premise of where I bought it, mm-hmm. um, which we had never done an off-premise or retail prior to this and so my wife and I uh, started doing that and in that uh, I had to go out and sell it and that's where I started really having fun nice. and meeting all these the mixologists and then it's like you know what uh, Christy sounds really nice I'm going to send her an email and help with roller derby and maybe there's a way that I can get them in there and they should do this Bloody Mary because uh, you know Rob has all the recipes and it was food and drinks and um, I remember doing some of Rob's recipes before there was the cookbook. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's great. I'll, I'll, always a fan of, uh, I think, that his steak recipe. You cook one minute, one minute, mm-hmm. and then three minutes, three minutes. And my wife was kind of making fun of me, and I made the steak, and she ate it. She's like, okay. Yeah. Never again I'll make fun of you. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to make a radio steak, yeah. a DJ. What oh, does yeah. he know? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that. That's good. I think, have you met her before? That's yeah, I was at a space spot. I haven't met your wife before. But, uh, that, that's really cool. I mean, you 
know, now knowing you, I, I, I see your passion and it's, it's palpable. And the amount of fun that you have doing your job is, is I mean, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> it I looks know, like I'm a really of, cool I would, job. I, would, I wouldn't mind being here. This is this is a fun place. It's a nice environment. Mm. You've created what was what's your slogan for for the company? So so we have four core values. Yeah. Fun is one of them. Yes. By the way, so thank you. I appreciate feeling that. that. That's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so ours is uh, enhancing the lives of everyone we touch one taste at a time, and it was going to be one drink at a time, mm-hmm. but then I make sauces and rubs and that's not a drink of anything but Mm -hmm. our core values are fun gratitude uh, which I wanted to say gratefulness uh, fun gratitude (laughs) integrity and oh my gosh I'm failing I don't remember the fourth one I think it's an F right Fun, family, Fair. integrity, gratitude. Yeah. That's it. There you go. Yeah, two Fs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to get that tattooed on your arm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, oh, yeah, the, the main two, the, the fun and the, and the gratitude are the main. Uh, yeah. uh, but the integrity we had to stick in there just because my dad had s- such high integrity mm-hmm. where uh, people that still aren't in the business have fond memories of Damon distributing and, and we still have some customers that call us Damon distributing even though it hasn't been Damon distributing since 92. Mm-hmm. Well I still call it uh, Sears Point. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's something in your heart it's something. It's just going to stay yeah. that way. No, no. So it's cool. So I, I just think it's fortunate that uh, even my brother and sister are able to find their passion in the business and everyone has different strengths and weaknesses. My strengths uh, are the exact opposite of my brother. So where I'm weak, he's strong. Where he's weak, I'm strong. We're like polar opposites, and it works perfect. And my sister's balance, yeah, yeah, right in the middle. Um, And so it's really cool. And and none of us disrespect the others or despise them. And and we had the, the. the sibling rivalries. I was a pain in the ass. And he sure. Give well, me a hospital bed. Yeah. <laughs> you want to give me a hospital bed for my 18th birthday? I mean, I was an asshole. Um, but then we started snowboarding together, and we became really close. And we actually had um, uh, an outside consulting company come in on Friday for something that we we're trying to work through. And we needed some expert advice because we don't really know that much uh, on that topic. And we got done. All three of us brother sister brother are all in agreement and she's like i this is amazing i don't i don't i can't imagine me agreeing with one of my siblings let alone three mm-hmm. um and so that was really cool that we're able to do that and and mainly it's because we always want to have fun mm-hmm. do things right and and, uh, and be grateful for it because if, you, if you're grateful you know, there's no room for any other emotions. You know, sometimes yeah, I gotta get out of my car and get gas. A pain in my ass. Where <laughs> um, you change it to, you know, I'm able to stop, get gas. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about sure. it. Then look at the price. Yeah, you know, whatever. This and vehicle to get me from A to B. Yes. Yeah. And some people time, don't have water, and yeah. I'm mad. There was a time there where just getting a full tank of gas for me was like, wow, this is dreamy. Like, this feels really good. And now that I can fill my tank every time that I need to, right, it's, yeah. it's you know what? I'm going to stop complaining about the three minutes it takes to yeah. fill my tank and be thankful I can fill my fucking tank. Yeah. Just stop taking it for granted. It's like, yeah, live right by Tahoe. Yep. It's easy to just be like, oh, I'm not going to go up there. When people travel from all over to go up mm-hmm. there. Yep. Um, and so, luckily for me, uh, okay, let's not take this for granted. Change your mindset where... It'd been 
I don't know, I've gone up to the lake for eight years. And it's like, this, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Get some perspective. But Yeah, uh, I get that. It blows my mind when we go to Hawaii or somewhere and people are like, and it's like, you clearly haven't lived anywhere else <laughs> where you can't get up and go snorkeling or, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have nice, beautiful weather and can grow flowers all day long. Mm-hmm. Like. Avocados, you know, the size oh, yeah. of basketballs, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, it's like, an avocado oh. that size here in California would be twenty dollars. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, we call them guacamole balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, there's a I think it was an SNL bit or a travel agency bit where they said something about you, you go on vacation but you still bring your problems with you. Yeah. And if you if you're in the mindset and your life is awful and you you have that type of mentality before you go anywhere and you're you know you, you going to a destination, going to a beautiful location is not going to fix your problems. You're still going to be dealing with that that shitty situation when <laughs> yeah. you're in, on vacation. So, you know, maybe change your mindset a little bit. It's not our fault your vacation sucks. It's right. your fault. Well, yeah. and there's science behind you are what you think. So, yeah, yeah. if you continually make negative connections in your brain you're just going to become a negative person oh, so yeah. you have to switch it and go you're just like with the gas thing you, you kind of have to find the okay what's the good in this and show your gratitude in some mm-hmm. way and you know just kind of you're here you're going to deal with it deal with it <laughs> try yeah. and be more positive just try not to be an asshole about it it was like with the people that are like well when that happens i'll be happier if this happens no. if i move here you know then i'll be happy but yeah. If you don't look in the mirror, you're not happy. Yeah. That person follows you around. Still so that your person's not happy. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's going to fix it. <laughs> happiness should never, ever, ever be a constant state. And the the journey to happiness should really be your focus. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. what you should be striving for is contentment, mm-hmm. not happiness. Mm-hmm. Happiness are moments. Mm-hmm. They're the moments that make you appreciate you know, and, and the negative moments are what you uh, help you appreciate the good moments. You know, mm-hmm. there's a balance to everything. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we got a little metaphysical there. <laughs> it's okay. Going down I, the rabbit hole. I'm no, clutching no, my no, crystals. No. It's okay. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> my brother carries them in his pockets. I we need to get him in here. Oh, too. oh does he really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's right. Right. I tell him he's a yeah. crystal clutcher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, which I didn't know when we were doing family dinner or something. He's like, oh, yeah, hold on. I some gra- I'm like, I'm pull out my obsidian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does he read tea leaves too at the dinner table? No, I should ask him. Well, my, my sister got a form and I'm like, well, where are my crystals? I don't need some crystals. That's awesome. So I know that um, I'm grateful for the products that you've produced for us because I think they're all amazing and delicious and our audience absolutely loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I mean, you've, ne- have, you've, ne- you've worked with all these different places like hotels and, and uh, resorts and I mean, almost anywhere you go, you said in in Reno, Las Vegas, Northern Southern California, Hawaii, Hawaii, even yeah. people are drinking your beverages. We were drinking your beverages on the the snorkel cruise from yeah. Bikini. Yeah, the Thank Pacific you, Whale Foundation. You're welcome. Yeah, um, and yeah. it was amazing to see a little taste of home mm-hmm. out on the in the middle of the Pacific it at, was. at Malakini. Um, that was wild. They were, I, 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 I was like, awesome. wait a minute. It's yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I went on vacation. <laughs> so many people would never know, but it's it yeah. all comes through here, through you guys. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. was how different was it developing stuff for a radio show than it is like for uh, a, a wine store or a hotel? Well, uh, uh, <laughs> so the pill <laughs> juice was very difficult. Okay, um, which is like one of the most popular things we're selling right now. Yeah. Oh, 
Yes. It's insane. I'm sure right. you see the numbers. No, all, all, all of a sudden Don calls me. He's like, I had a pickle juice. I got yep. all these back orders. I'm like, oh, Just whoa, I need to get bottles and ladies. <laughs> start milking on, more start pickles. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Not my job, man. I, <laughs> uh, so when we, were, when we were doing the pickle, so when I develop a product for someone, someone either gives me the recipe mm-hmm. and then I can see what's in there or they give me a bottle of what they want me to try and match. Right. I can't get anything exact. And if anyone could get anything exact on a product flavor, there wouldn't be Coke and Pepsi because everyone would match it identically. Um, so the pickle was hard. So we'd get jar pickles, taste of pickle juice, get some dill pickle flavor, do all these different things. And I remember, um, which you, you probably don't remember, but it sticks in my brain because you guys were going to do uh, it's, I've never gotten a formula right on the first try when I send right. it to someone. Mm-hmm. There's always some type of feedback. Um, make it sweeter, make this more dill, whatever it is. And then I make uh, three or four different versions and then say that. Send those ABCD. Let me know which one tastes the closest and what changes you want to see. And then we can really dial it in from there. Well, we had gotten past round one of the tasting. And it was like more dill and there's some, some specific things. So I take that base, add 10% more dill, 12%, 14%, 18%. Now, I want to try to do a little less overwhelming with the flavors, trying to get you to land somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you're finding all this out later, but it's kind of a mm-hmm. way that we kind of control the, the tasting. And you guys were going to do it live on air. Oh, we did one, it behind the scenes, yeah. One of them up, yeah. was horrible it yeah. like didn't kill it was like uh, swamp water or something <laughs> and I remember talking to the lab and you didn't taste that before it left the building and they're oh, testing no. it on the radio but I remember you're like nope nope <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was A or uh, but I think it was the, li- the last live taste but I think uh, C or something was closer and then we dialed it in to where um, it- it's amazing and it's way different from where we had started with it, but for us, that's the the fun part is I, I send it out to the customer, but but for you guys to get the live feedback and it was like, oh, oh that's man. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But what's cool for me because you know I've been a fan forever. They, they started here in Reno, and, mm-hmm. and so uh, well it started out cool, and I was like, oh, we sent a bad a bad <laughs> sample. Uh, well, that's all we a part of the process. Yeah, yeah. At home. Yeah, it's true. That's, yeah. Uh, it my first a, taste of pickle juice was one of the samples. Yeah, there was one. There was one that the 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 flavor died out too quick, and uh, so it was weird. So you guys had had the samples for a couple weeks. Yeah, and I think oh. that that's we what it was. Probably I, ended up with that one because I remember saying to Brandon, "Going, it's just water. Something's weird yeah, about yeah, this. yeah." And it was like, it was like you could taste that the flavor had been there, mm-hmm. but then it wasn't. Yeah, yeah no, it's uh, weird. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and it is coming back to me. I think that, um, so I was in the lab, and then I left, and I trained the person that's running it now, James. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I gave him the, I don't tell him what to do. I just say, here's the goals or whatever, and get there however you want to. And he wanted to try this new thing or whatever it was. And pickle juice is vinegar and flavor. Um and some other things that are proprietary to uh, my dad will be proud and say secret he, <laughs> say proprietary all the time uh, to, to what we're doing but the vinegar from this new flavor company had eaten the flavor or something and, and that's what happened because I, I do remember now we 
I heard the on the radio, and then I went in because we retain a sample of everything that we send right. out, so that if someone complains or there's something, we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we and I tried. I'm like, what is going on? And come to find out, the vinegar ate that particular flavor of a new huh. uh, from a new flavor house that we got. So we, you know, we stuck with our tried and true guys that that yeah. know what's going on, but. Um, we don't really make anything with a bunch of vinegar, so we weren't anticipating right. that uh, eating the flavor. Sure. So <laughs> at least it wasn't a lesson learned when it was already to Bottles. market. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, like, like the, yeah. shelves full of yeah. it. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a fascinating process because it's not just you guys in a lab. It's also a collaboration with, with other people providing other, other products and other uh, vinegars and and um, like how how do, what's the process like for uh, for the brine because that's all dry products and you mm-hmm. do all drinks here so mm-hmm. and if you don't mind sharing how what's the process of making the the infamous brine so so the brine is the the same type of thing and I work with a a spice company that does the the same type of stuff that I do um, but then I'm also able to. Any of the liquid flavors that I have, I can also get from my flavor house as a dry good. Interesting. Yeah, so we're able to do some things that maybe just the spice house by themselves wouldn't be able to do because I'm adding some of these other flavors um, that I see that are in Rob's original recipe. And I think when... When we were originally doing it, I had printed up his brine recipe, and I think it was like three pounds kosher salt, uh, peppercorn, rosemary, whatever, all that stuff, and I costed out how much it would be if you went to the store and bought everything and made it from scratch so then I know my goal is to be less than that Mm -hmm. um, if you buy it, and it had Rad's name on it and and everything. And so we started off... um, I don't know if Rob wants to tell the full story of this, uh, but it was three-pound things, and there was many versions and different uh, kosher salt wasn't getting it there. So then we changed some of the salts, and, and it went back just on feedback, and I think mainly from you and Rob cooking turkeys. Well, I didn't cook any turkeys. Mm-hmm. So I just went basically off of your guys' feedback on mm-hmm. what it needs, more uh, aromatics or whatever. I mean, the brine bags, when you open them, they, they smell so good. Oh, they don't like, even need me, to be opened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still be boxed and it smells delicious. Yeah, I, lo- I yeah. love brine season. It smells yeah. so good around around yeah. here and yeah. Yeah, in fact, one great. of our storerooms, we have um, just a few packets of brine left, mm-hmm. and just in the bottom of the box, there's just a little bit of the shavings, mm. like just some of the residuals, some of the shake. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. <laughs> some of the shake. Uh, you can walk into that room, and even to this day, it still smells just. Like, oh, it's fall time. Yeah. yeah, Thanksgiving. The whole studio smelled like brine last year for basically until we sold out. Yeah. That, it didn't suck. Well, I say that the, the pickle was the hardest. I think the brine took the longest yeah. just because... Well, a different animal. Right. It's all dry so goods, guys, and it's such yeah. a specific uh, recipe that you want to replicate it without needing to go out and buying three bags of salt. Mm-hmm. In, this, in this case, in this form, new formula that you guys came up with, um, in, you know, in working along with Rob, that it eliminates a lot of that work of having to go and get all those extra ingredients, and it's all just in one package, and it's clearly now it's been working for years. Yeah. Um, listeners so cool. love it, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's How just worked out really well. Have you guys been selling the brand now? <sighs> 
Well, so the Black so Bloody Christy. Mary mix was probably what eight nine years ago. This was right, right around the same time we were we were getting into our own building, right? I, and I was Thanks. over on the other side. So uh, it sounds more like nine or ten years ago. For for just the Bloody Mary mix. Yeah. So yeah, the Brian was the a Brian, couple years after five six or seven years. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is year six. Yeah. Um, but and then part of that, we, you know, we also want to do. I mean, Rob designed that specifically for the chemical reaction to make the turkey moist and all. Right. And we didn't want to lose that by. Um, is a dehydrated herb going to be different than a regular fresh herb right. that you're going to buy? Or, or you know, um, so it's like for in the lab, for instance, if we're going to use Splenda sweetener, which or sucralose sweetener, it's artificial sweetener. It's two times as strong as sugar. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to replace a gallon of corn syrup, I need 200 times less sucralose to get the same effect. Well, it turns out that there is that same similar type of conversion on a dehydrated herb versus a fresh herb. So anytime you're cooking at home and it calls for fresh rosemary, but you only have a little shaker jar, you know, uh, and I forget what it is on the dehydrated herbs versus the fresh herbs, but, you know, four times as much mm-hmm. of the dehydrated herb. Um, but the place that we work with uh, does a really good job. They actually dehydrate everything, so super fresh. Oh, nice. Um, okay. So, yeah, it works out very nice. Right on. Yeah. Now, we're not the only ones in the Rad family that use Damon Industries for their distribution. The uh, world-famous Tahoe Blue Vodka mm-hmm. is also bottled and distributed from from Damon Industries, right? Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Was it because you heard it through the show, or how did you come about meeting Matt from Tahoe Blue Vodka and working that out? Now, before you answer that, <laughs> does every bottle that people purchase come through Damon Industries? I hope that every bottle people buy is a bottle that I package. If if they're not, then we have some words for Matt. I'm That's sure. right. I'm going to call him right after this. Okay. Uh, no, so uh, Matt started the business. And I didn't know him, but he had, uh, and I don't know, Chris was the guy that I knew. And um, we were actually in Toastmasters together. And then uh, my kids were born, same time as his daughter, and we crossed paths in, uh, at the hospital. And he somehow got teamed up with Matt. Um, and I, I think Chris is shareholder. I, I'm not sure the details on that. But he was working for it, and he was the Reno salesperson. Okay. So every time I'd see Chris... Because uh, I was excited. I saw Tahoe Blue the first time I bought it, and, and, I, and I was excited. And I look on the bag, and it was bottled in the Bay Area. And I was like, bullshit. Tahoe <laughs> blew my ass. Uh, <laughs> nothing to do with Tahoe. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I take a person off a seventh-generation Nevadan, and we have this Made in Nevada program. And it's very detailed, and, and to be part of it, to say Made in Nevada, there's all this paperwork I had to fill out. And so join the program then I find out that there's these people that are getting things bottled in Auburn but it's saying made in Nevada and so maybe I take it personal because I am a a family owned small business and Mm -hmm. when it says you know so it's misleading and I didn't know that some of the proceeds from Tahoe Blue Vodka goes to keeping Tahoe Blue which that's important I didn't Mm -hmm. know that when I first saw the bottle so every time poor Chris every time I saw him I'm like you need I need to pack your vodka um, then it can be authentic Tahoe. Uh, and so he finally introduced me at Matt, to Matt. And because um, I work with some of the liquor distributors, I was, and he works with the same one here in Nevada, Southern Glacier Wine and Spirits. Um, we got connected. 
and I was very passionate and like, you're a liar. I need to pack you. <laughs> uh, and, and so we had a meeting. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. And uh, so it's, you know, I don't do anything fancy. It's it's their formula. They send me everything. I just make sure it's 80 proof, um, bottle it up for them. And when they, have they been part of this for like three years? Yeah, about that. Um, three or four years. So And that was separate from me being involved I wasn't involved in it and Matt and Rob connecting or, or I don't know if he connected it's just a small it's just or, a small world yeah you guys are all you know, this whole holy trifecta yeah Rad Show Tahoe Blue Damon so, Industries well, I love that the Blue to Mary yeah I make both of them. Right. oh my it's gosh it's awesome for yeah. me so it's it's great so I, I'm You're always conquering like, the market yeah, yeah. The Blue Mary was born. almost but, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's right uh, so uh, for me, it's extra fun. I'm always the guy behind the scenes. No one really knows because we're just a bottler, and I'll put anyone's label on the stuff and create their own product for them. And mm-hmm. so, not a lot of people really understand the scope of what we do. And I don't know if when I meet with these mixologists or these other properties, whatever, they think that I'm making it in a bathtub or whatever. I just <laughs> had some guys in here yesterday that are like, "Oh, it's like a real business. Look, they got tanks and a bottling line, and they label things, and it's really cool. It's yeah. not, you know, in my bathtub." whatever so uh, it's, it's kind of fun it's a really nice bathtub <laughs> it really is yeah. well bathtub gin it's the best <laughs> yeah. uh, so this isn't your only venture though and um, I don't know how to really segue to this um, but part of this whole tour today you, you introduced us to uh, Kurt from the Nevada Botanical Science and also the tricomic physician-inspired cannabis products. Um, uh, th- this is just a really fascinating project, and I know you're very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And you were nice enough to get us some samples to try some of these new uh, THC and CBD-infused drinks that mm-hmm. you're involved with. Um, which you know, for a lot of our audience, people's ears are perking up. Ooh, THC and CBD mm-hmm. drinks, you say, and they are mm-hmm. as amazing as they sound. Um, and it's called the the Happiest Hour. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about Happiest Hour and how you got involved. Yeah, so the uh, Happiest Hour. So I had been watching uh, all these states pass that medical marijuana, and then it started becoming a recreational marijuana Nevada did medical first and then as they were starting to flirt with doing recreational uh, I think I was talking to my sister and I don't know if I take credit for the idea or for her or whatever but for me um, I wanted to make a THC drink because to me it's the same science as adding liquor to a product and having it taste good and I know how to manipulate the product so that whatever you're going to add to it hopefully you have a good experience Um, and as Nevada relinquished control or or approved for recreational marijuana to be legal you know they I forget how many licenses that they released but there wasn't that many and Mm -hmm. so for Washoe County I think they got five or something Um, and I wanted to do these THC drinks. I was uh, in high school and some of college, big time stoner. I loved <laughs> marijuana. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't do it anymore. I don't do it. I don't partake. But it uh, doesn't mean I'm not opposed to. Uh, I see the benefits for people medically uh, and recreationally or just at being able to unwind or 
feel better. Uh, so I wanted to be part of this new cool industry, and I just didn't know how to do that. And so I went around and I toured a lot of these grow houses and oil facilities and uh, and I gave everyone all these samples. They came here. I had tons of meetings and nothing happened. And um, it had been, I don't know, half a year, six months, whatever, uh, that I hadn't heard from anyone. And I was telling everyone that I was meeting, oh, I want to be THC beverages. Blah, blah, blah. And finally, uh, somebody introduced me to Kurt uh, at Nevada Botanical, uh, Trichomic, and we had a meeting. And uh, the it was started by doctors, and their goal is to really help people medically and, and really figure out all the benefits of all these cannabinoids, THC and CBD being included in all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were very open to that. And in talking with them and seeing how the industry worked so right now the liquor industry you have it's a three-tiered system you have the manufacturer the distributor and the end user you cannot have two of those licenses you can only hold one Mm -hmm. so if i make it i had to sell to the distributor they have to sell it to the retailer so if you want to get any specific brand it's only coming from one distributor not multiple different distributors uh i think one of the guys uh, at Southern Wine and Spirits in California where he told me a story that he went to meet with Sam's Club and Sam's Club was like, okay, we're going to buy Patron, but we're only going to pay this price. And he's like, no, this is your price. And he's like, well, you, no, give me this price or I'm going to buy it somewhere else. He's like, okay, sounds good. Good luck with that. Yeah, and I called him back and said, uh, I can't get that anywhere else. And he said, yeah, I know. So this is your price. Um, totally different sales call than I could ever make. Right. So, um, <laughs> it's different in the weed industry. So there's the three tiers. Uh, there's three licenses. Well, there's for the medical, uh, but there's the grow, oil, and dispensary. I mean, you can hold all three of those. So what we were seeing was if there was a place that didn't have all three licenses, so I have to, I don't have the um, dispensary license, so I can't sell anything to anyone. I have to sell through the dispensary. Mm. Well, I come up with a cream that really helps everyone. They put it on, and their joints don't ache, and it's awesome. Then the dispensary goes, man, we're selling tons of this stuff. They're going to tell their grow house, you make the cream now, and then they kick that cream out, and then you're done. Uh, And so for for me, that's a perfect fit because I know that drinks are complicated, uh, and we have it down. And so let's create some drinks where if the dispensaries are selling tons of it, they don't just go, you're out. We're going to make our own. Um, and then the Nevada Botanical was really intrigued by it because of the possibilities also to help on the medical side, and that is their true passion. Right. And how can you not get behind people that want to help people have a better life or, or be more comfortable, uh, whatever it is, and, and, and they inspired me to start taking CBD. I'm a believer, uh, fan of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take it every day, and, and it. It's great. Do you, maybe, take, do you take it for pain relief primarily or anxiety? I, or? Um, when I fly, I get a little anxious, so yeah. I do a little extra CBD. It yeah. uh, helps me out. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it's a, a placebo effect. I don't care. It and works. It's working. I don't, I don't care why. Uh, um, but So I, I just started just to see, mm-hmm. just to see what would happen. And then uh, I 
said, I'm going to give it a month. I'm in. Take it every morning for a month and see what's going on. And then I realized, like, I haven't taken Advil for a long time. Um, and, you know, I go to the gym minimum four days a week. I uh, get out on my mountain bike, and I was training for these uh, huge events that I participated in. And uh, I had taken the CBD, and when the snow finally melted off the trails in May, <laughs> I was able to get on my bike. I was getting PRs on every ride. Nice. Um, you know, and I and I use Strava, which is uh, the running people, mountain bike people know. It tracks how many miles you're doing, how many elevations of uh, feet that you've climbed, but it also um, ranks you on that certain path that you want on versus everyone else in the history that has ever ridden right. that path that uses wow. Strava but also to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it'll tell you, you have 17 PRs or 10 PRs, and this was your second best time on this one section. And so for me, it was like, whoa, this is cool. Mm-hmm. So I want to be part of this. And we've been trying to figure out how, how do we create something that can, I, mean, I also want people to have fun. It's the happiest hour, you know? Mm-hmm. And I realized that drinking and, and smoking marijuana or eating marijuana, however you're going to ingest it, it, it could be fun um and then there's people like me that are extremists that can't do any of it because i'll just keep on doing it forever and, <laughs> and, and i'm an idiot uh so there's a spot for everything a spot for having fun um as well as if, if i if people can have some fun off of a product that i'm creating but i can also do the bigger goal of, of helping people feel better or have better experiences then living, that's what's really exciting. better and, yeah and it's not just you that's, that's benefited from cbd but you're also you're mentioning that your mother actually has benefited greatly from cbd and she was a staunch Proposer, not proposer. Um, a poser. A poser to marijuana. <laughs> from your the right? Well, right, yeah. I gave stoners a really bad name because right. I was not, I was an idiot, absolute. <laughs> you know, I had, uh, my, hard to believe. A really, I had a really good friend in high school. Mm-hmm. We smoked weed together. It was great. And so uh, we studied for the vocab test. Uh, we would every lunch smoke weed. Mm-hmm. We'd go in. He would study for the vocab test five minutes before, hundred percent. I've been studying all week, mm-hmm. and I'd get an F. Um, you know, so my I don't my brain whatever Just is set up different. It's not for me, yeah. um, which is fine. So my that's my parents' experience of a stoner. Right. Um, so I get it. Mm-hmm. So, but, but she doesn't really believe in it. Um, and she had arthritis, and she does a lot of needlepoint, and she makes us Christmas ornaments every year. And um, she's saying, "Oh, my hands hurt. I don't know if I can make it." And we love our my tree is only her ornaments there's not room for anything else because i have them for for me for my wife we've been married 15 years uh this august um so she has a bunch of them and then my kids have a bunch of them and whatever and uh, so i got her uh some pain cream that i brought back from nevada botanical their trichomic brand of pain cream and i had her to just try it you know see what she thinks she's able to do the needle point she's like this is amazing and so then she became a believer and then you know got my dad to be like oh you know there is some benefits and there's different people and it's just like in life where there's some people that can have two cocktails and not have any more mm-hmm. i'm not one of those people <laughs> uh but they're out there and yeah. so we shouldn't wreck everyone's fun just because well, a couple people can't handle some it people you can know? Take narco. i can't you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's everybody reacts a little bit differently to everything. So. Yeah, and the difference between 
CBD and, and Norco is CBD is non-addictive. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. there's no psychotropic effects, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, when it comes to any type of from the medical angle, it is the far more healthier option mm-hmm. than the than the Advils or the ibuprofens or mm-hmm. the you know all the all the stuff that ruins your liver and your insides. Yeah, way better for your liver. And and I would say I used to get these really bad tension headaches, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna knot right here. It felt like my eyeball was being pulled into my skull. Mm-hmm. Awful. And I try to kill it with tequila. Uh, and I would, I would take a muscle relaxer, and then the tequila supercharged the muscle relaxer, and mm-hmm. it didn't work except for I could pass out, and then it, that doesn't you hurt. You don't feel at it. that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I started doing the CBDs, and, and you know I quit drinking, um, and so I, I don't I can't remember the last time I had a tension headache. That's great. Um, and so yeah, I and my and my mother-in-law. Um, she grew up riding horses, and and and, and so her, her knees kind of bothered her and her lower back. And um, I brought home one of our uh, first lines of the THC drinks we did: margarita, pina colada, strawberry daiquiri, and Bloody Mary. We wanted to call it Bloody Mary Jane, but the state <laughs> would not—you're not allowed to use lingo or whatever. Oh, uh, anyway, so she just did a little bit of the uh, strawberry on top of her ice cream, and it was wasn't enough where she would get the euphoric effects of being high mm-hmm. um, but she was sitting on the couch like half an hour later she's like I don't remember the last time my legs didn't hurt yeah. wow uh, and for me that that was like the three the trifecta I was like okay yeah this yeah. is cool well, I gotta explore this further and so we're uh, I was in Boulder last week the hub of all of this natural healings and meeting with these naturopaths and guys that studied the ancient Chinese medicine to combine all of the CBD and THC with all of this on the medical side to really see if there's, we can help people uh, have better lives. And I think that even my wife, wife's grandma, um, we have her taken in. She has some anxiety stuff, and um, it seems to be working because I, I – you hear the the side effects of the antidepressants and everything are mm-hmm. so nasty. Absolutely, yeah, I haven't heard a single you know? fallout from CBD. Yeah, there, there's no side effects. There's no withdrawals. There's, there's well, it's not rewiring your brain like no. some uh, antidepressants do. Right. There's a time and a place for them, but you know, to live off them is not. It's feasible. It's not sustainable. Yeah, you right. can't, you can't but, live off those things. You know, and, and as they relax the restrictions on all of this stuff, you know, let's explore some of these natural things like the guy that, that took the mushrooms where it's rewiring the brain in a positive way. Yep. And, you know, and so let's, let's relax some of this stuff so that we can actually go back to um, what everyone used to know which is the earth right my kids went to Sutter's Fort for their field Mm -hmm. trip yeah Uh, hey we all did it I did it but I I remember uh, going up into the uh, what do they call the medical areas in in those uh, infirmary Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's a list if you have a fever, it's lavender. If you yeah. have the stomach ache, it's turmeric or gin, whatever it is. And I'm like, see, they knew it back then. And then mm-hmm. you have these pharmaceutical companies. It's just my opinion. 
they're making all this money on this. Why? We don't need this natural stuff. I got something better for you. It's a that's pill that you take it. That's not an opinion. That's the truth. You can say that. I don't want to get in I trouble. <laughs> and pharmaceutical <laughs> companies can't, can't, uh, can't profit off of natural yeah. remedies. As, mm-hmm. as the niece of a compound pharmacist, believe me when I say, even he will turn around and say, damn farms. Like, it's big pharma. It, it, it is a scary thing. But there is definitely some benefits behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a time and a place for it, but it's not an every. It doesn't have to be an everyday thing. Right. But yeah. it feels like there's being a turn in the tides. It feels like yeah. there is more of a receptive uh, feeling to the natural remedies and the CBDs. I mean, CBD is like a buzzword these days. Yes. I mean, you. you I was at a grocery store in, in Hawaii, in fact, and during oh, yeah. down the natural food aisle. They had CBD products. They, they just, have the just sitting there. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. I'm working on them. So <laughs> would you guys try it? It's a passion fruit. No, Lilikoi. Uh, yeah. And what was the other one? And to me, it left a really bitter, because uh, I went in right away. I got to taste this. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. we did a better job. But, it was, didn't <laughs> but we had your stuff, so we didn't opinion. have to buy anything. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's it's popping up everywhere, and we want to be uh, part of the, the changing tide. And, to me, it's like when the steam engine came out mm-hmm. uh, or something. It's, it'd be such a big game changer if yeah. they, the government kind of allows us to play around in this well, and see mm-hmm. what's going on. I was reading that there's a there's a study out that's saying um, people are, tra- are cho- <laughs> so silly. People are choosing alternative medicine over regular medicine, and what they want is to find a happy medium where you use more natural remedies to help alleviate. The medical, like can people of uh, having people with cancer are dying. It's gonna. It's so funny. It's usually uh, middle-aged women. I'm sorry, people well, dying of yeah, cancer was, isn't funny. No, right. it's not. What's funny? <laughs> I was confused on that one <laughs> no, too. <I> <laughs> well, <laughs> what's what's funny about it is the stats that have come out of the people that are dying of cancer who really shouldn't be dying of cancer because they're choosing the alternative instead of the medical. Mm. We need to find that, no, you still need Mm -hmm. the chemo, but the CBD and the THC Mm -hmm. is going to allow you to Mm -hmm. heal faster, feel better, and keep the food down. Right, not as nauseous. Right. It doesn't cure cancer. I don't know. (laughs) Don't don't rely on that, you know? So it's nice to see uh, the, the root of... Uh, what is it, trichomic, mm-hmm. being medical-based because mm-hmm. they're going to have both worlds mm-hmm. coming at them. Mm-hmm. And I think that you would have a better shot in surviving mm-hmm. the cancer rather mm-hmm. than homeopathy yeah, you, only. You, you take you know the CBD and the THC and the milligrams that d- yeah. Dr. Bob prescribes for you on top of where we're going to add the ancient Chinese mm-hmm. medicines like, uh, I don't know if turmeric helps mm-hmm. your stomach or something with nausea. You add that Ginger. in as well yeah. mm-hmm. on top of all of this stuff. And maybe you're... I mean, you're not really going to have a good experience on chemo, but it's maybe you don't have as bad of an experience. Exactly. Might help um, you through it a bit. Yeah, and my uh, wife's cousin, a big Marine, uh, 6'6", like 300 pounds, uh, got in a motorcycle accident and shattered his shoulder blade and, and all this stuff, and he's taking handfuls of a leave. Mm. And he's a veteran, and thankfully, you know, his uh, doctor at the veteran's hospital so why don't you try CBD and, and the same thing with me. And I didn't take Advil as much right. as him or leave as much as him. Ibuprofen, not the brand name Advil. Yeah. Right. Off of it. Wow. Doing CBD. I mean, but he's taking, 
you know, I'm, I do 50 milligrams a day of CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing like 1,500 right. yeah. because he has some serious stuff going but on. But there's no overdose effects. Right. right. And the point is, you can't die right. from it. Yeah. It's not a, a cure for anything necessarily. It's just help alleviate some. Right. Like, my anxiety's at a 10. This gets me to a 5. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And. It didn't. There's no side effects. Right. It, it doesn't hurt my liver or whatever. And there's uh, no hangover from it the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think I was talking to somebody. I think in Colorado that's making all this stuff, and they're telling me that CBD isn't even the most exciting cannabinoid that's part of the plant. There's all these different cannabinoids um, that we haven't even begun to understand. Um, and then you look at the hemp as a plant or as stronger than bamboo. It's more mm-hmm. fire resistant, easily grown. We don't have to cut down all these trees. To do all, and, it's a renewable you know. resource. Yeah. So. It can make clothing. It can, can do a lot of things. In fact, um, a lot of the straws, I think, the, the, those paper straws that we're mm. seeing, mm-hmm. some of them have been hemp. Mm. A oh, lot man. of the ones in Hawaii were sugarcane. I saw this one uh, in Boulder that had they made bamboo straws. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not a girl, so I don't use a straw. But you know, I noticed <laughs> it was kind of a nice touch. <laughs> so, and a lot of people might be interested. How can I get my hands on some happiest hour drinks, the CBD THC infused drinks? And right now, this is still in the early stages. But um, from what I understand, if you're in the Nevada area, um, you can get your hands on it as long as you're a medical holder. Uh, no, right. we have it at the recreational oh, you do? Uh, store. So, yeah, uh, there's one right down here on the corner of uh, Greg and McCarran. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, no. Silver State. Okay. okay. Silver State Dispensary. They have. Uh, so, we launched our, our first four flavors margarita, strawberry, pina colada, and Bloody Mary mm-hmm. in 32 ounce bottles, 100 milligrams of THC. Those are available at Silver State. Uh, Relief Sierra Wellness, which I think is on 2nd Street. It's by Renown Hospital. We have redone the flavors, redone the packaging, redone the size. So instead of 32 ounces, it's 16 ounces at 100 milligrams. Oh, nice. Um, And then we're doing these two shots. It's a ginger shot, an energy shot, which the energy shot has half the caffeine of a cup of coffee. Um, those are 25 milligrams of nanoemulsified, which basically means they beat the particles into submission, <laughs> made them smaller so that they're easy <laughs> to absorb. Um, what did Kurt say about uh, they act faster because you absorb them better? I forget yeah, the so capillaries. Yeah. Salivary glands yeah. first, and then it enters into your system, down your esophagus, and all the way through the lining of your stomach and intestines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically by emulsifying them with the ultrasonic emulsifier, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it breaks down, uh, in a sense, it makes it easier for your body to absorb it rather than having to break down the outside uh, particles of the molecule that you would need to for your body to absorb it so it's it's so it reacts it's faster like a direct shot yeah, in yeah. Sense. so in in, in, in our experience and and you guys could i mean just since you've tried it mm-hmm. you know it's two to three times stronger because yeah. you're absorbing more of it so how fast did it did you guys feel the effects because i'm getting well, like 15 minutes from Probably about 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Usually an edible is like an hour. It's 45 to an hour. About that, yeah. yeah, yeah. To get um, to the full potency. I So you sent us a flavor that doesn't sound like it's on the market yet, which is the blood orange. It is. It is. It is. They're starting to deliver today. Oh, wow. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so because I'm not really drinking alcohol right now because I'm mm-hmm. on a certain um, arthritis medication. 
which I wish I could get off of, mm -hmm. but I just right now doesn't seem, I don't seem to have the right formula, I guess, to get off of it for CBD or whatever. Um, but instead of using alcohol, I actually put the blood orange in an iced tea mm. and a little bit of sweet and low. Nice. And it was just this perfect like summer drink. There wasn't a lot of extra sugar in it. One and like 20 minutes later, it was just like, oh, I nice. feel better. Awesome. Period. Awesome. I didn't feel crazy. I wasn't like, yeah. whoa, but yeah, one little cap of the blood orange and a 20 ounce iced tea, a little sweet and low is absolutely perfect. Nice. I'm going to have to remember that. And yeah. uh, so we want to formulate all these recipes and have it easy for people to look up online. But mm -hmm. you can't even have a, a THC website if it's not linked to somebody that has a license. And right. it's really confusing. But um, we found, um, I just take the margarita for people that aren't going to actually do mm -hmm. the super party with liquor mm -hmm. and you know, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. the THC. I just mix it with some soda water. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the pina colada and strawberry, which you can use to make a smoothie. Mm -hmm. Um, or like my mother-in-law just put it on a vanilla ice cream. That's yeah. a good uh, idea. That is a good that. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know which flavor I'd love to see? Pomegranate. So. Oh, I'm I sure you know. have a story. No, I do. I, we have a pomegranate mix. I, yeah. I Well, you don't drink, but no. to me it's one of the best ones that we make. Really? And it mixes with almost anything. Which is why I think it would be fantastic. Because yeah. I want to mix it with tea, iced tea. Oh. Or like, soda. like pomegranate in my iced tea? Yes, please. Yeah, so we, we have it. Works with gin, tequila, mm -hmm. vodka, rum. Uh, I think we put on there not Jaeger and not beer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Every time we, we would do a tasting, we would sell out of the pomegranate. Yeah. If we don't do a tasting, it just sits there and dies. Nobody buys it. Mm. And amazing. so it's it's a weird, unless you're doing a tasting, it just... It's like people don't think about Yeah. Like, oh, I, it's so good. Because it used to be and pomegranate sweet. and blueberry, you know, yeah. is the antioxidant craze. Oh, my favorite um, smoothie was a palmberry, was pomegranate blueberry smoothie from mm -hmm. Laboo. Like, yeah, yeah, it's the best flavor combo, too. Right. Well, and I started out, it was a pomegranate blueberry mix. See? Nobody liked <laughs> it. I took blueberry off of the name hmm. to pomegranate. So uh, I don't disagree with you. It is awesome. Okay. But All the right. market, mm, yeah, they're... Well. they're, they're I don't want to say anything bad about the consumers. <laughs> they're buying my stuff. But sometimes, you Fair know, they're enough. not the, the most enough. educated or whatever. But hey, you know, you can want something, but if everybody else doesn't want it, or if it's a matter of out of sight, out of mind, and people mm -hmm. don't think pomegranate, is hmm. maybe it's... I think some people think of it as the kitschy thing. Oh, it's pomegranate. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's posh. Oh, it's whatever. I grew up with pomegranates. Like, we, mm -hmm. we got oranges and pomegranates in our Christmas stockings every year. Dang. Like, that was just what we did. So, for me, when people are like, oh, I've never had a pomegranate before, I'm like, what planet do you live on? Well, I, I cut it in half. I'm like, what the hell is this thing? Yeah. Uh, how do oh, I eat uh, this? I, uh, uh, you know, there's an actually there's a really easy way to get pomegranate seeds out of the pomegranate, which oh. I just recently learned. <laughs> you gotta beat it. You do. You what? Take, you cut it in half, and then you kind of you work it. You know how it has like the cells on it. Mm -hmm. Soften it up a little bit. You just kind of squeeze mm -hmm. it a little bit, and you can just kind of loosen them up. And then you take your hand, and you put it face down with the seeds on your hand, flat side over down. a colander, flat side down. Take a wooden spoon, back of a spoon, whack it, Dang. and they just go pop pop. Jeez, I heard about I, beating your meat, but yeah. that's not <laughs> beating your pomegranate doesn't really have the same ring no, to it. No, it doesn't. But, yeah, no, it's easy to make pomegranate juice that way. That's good. I'm going to try that. It's so yeah. fun. I, I totally fucked up the mango the first time I cut it. I didn't know there was a trick. It sliced uh, this way, and everything. Yeah. holy oh, yeah. crap. Mangoes are weird. There's a lot of terrible. ways to cut a mango. Yeah. Have you seen the new pi pineapple way? Where you, you, from the bottom, and you can pull the sections out? Huh. 
We started doing it. I cut up a pineapple one day, and I just started you literally. Uh, you could peel away those little, you know, nipple things on the outside. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. peel them off as like little chunks and just eat. What? Eat piece by piece. Do you yeah. cut squares first? No. You just you, yeah. You, you just, just peel to, it off. You just cut the bottom off of it, like the top and the bottom, right? Uh-huh. And usually working from the bottom up, not the top. So you basically you cut the crown off, flip it upside down, and cut the top, the the bottom off. And you just kind of work your thumb in, and once you get one started, you can just keep going. It's like a puzzle piece, it, but it has to be a very ripe, a, like on the verge, okay. yeah. super yellow, kind of soft. But man, it's worth it. It's a cool it's, trick. It's really yeah. fun to just pull them off because you just get these perfect little pineapples. Yeah, we, we land in Hawaii. We always go get pineapples and then get them cut up. And I mean, it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we eat half of what you yeah. <laughs> normally should be able to eat because oh we don't have to cut it up. But I can eat an entire um, pineapple in a sitting. Mangoes are also good for um, if you are into getting high off of THC and uh, you want to amplify the effects a little bit. Or extend it a little bit. Mango is a good uh, additive. We have the mango jalapeno margarita with the THC that's going to market. I I, want to try that. I know we have a a sample, but we haven't tried it yet because it's got the jalapeno in it. And I I need to be the one to try that because she doesn't like jalapeno. She doesn't like me. So I've had, which I, I, I know you guys aren't drinking, but... I've heard that if you make the mimosas with the jalapeno mango, it's very good. We'll indulge in a mimosa. Yeah, the warning is if once you mix it and you go to smell it, the champagne brings the jalapeno and it will get you. It pops right now. You'll sneeze, your eyes will water. (laughs) Um, All right, good to know. But uh, it's not too spicy. It it is one of the more popular uh, drinks and uh, just add a shot of it to yeah. margarita, mm-hmm. uh, regular sure. margarita. It's really good, but nice. Yeah. I didn't know that about the mango. Yeah, and there's yeah. actual mango concentrate in the product. Mango, actually, it's mango puree. Yeah, um, well, it'd be interesting to, to test if yeah. that theory mm-hmm. is is correct. Right. Like, if there's a way to test the THC levels, like if if it's maybe like a psychosomatic thing right. when you eat the mango afterwards or if you're consuming the mango along with it if it actually has a we, there was a more intense there. effect yeah. we, would, we would go get fresh mangoes from the farmer's market and we would smoke a little bit of a bowl and we would sit there and just munch on our mango and there were times where like you would be a lot more stoned a lot longer than before you know right when we would be about packing a new bowl we don't need it. <laughs> or it was just like a placebo effect. It we were like, I just, don't care. It we were worked. just so high. And the munchies <laughs> were so good. The mango was so delicious. We were like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took you an hour to eat the mango. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, not with me best. around. Yeah. Fruit does not last yeah. long around me. Uh, so actually, this is very interesting. Uh, Canada legalized everything all the way across the board so they're doing all these studies well terpenes which is what you extract from hemp weed any of the fruit it has the flavor and some of the health benefits there's this stuff uh my sister got it for me to try that's supposed to enhance the cbd cannabinoids and it's a terpene um, and you mix it in and you you drink it and i was like yeah whatever but i'll try it (laughs) um and i took my normal dose of cbd with that and i was like oh that's the first time CBD has got me like weird. Weird. Okay. Uh, it was crazy. They have one for flour as well. Okay. Um, so when we leave here, we'll go get Tiffany, or I'll yeah. text you guys information. Yeah. Um, it's the so the CBD enhancer, 
the, the terpene, I forget the name of it, it, you drink it and then do your CBD. The THC enhancer is a powder, sure. and you put it on the, it's like you're chloroforming yourself. You, 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 you put it on a Kleenex <laughs> and smell it, oh. and then do your flower, and it's supposed to take people that have these high tolerances and get them back to oh. where, you know, the first time you're floating like and all this stuff. Right. I can so okay. smell my dough. I don't even feel stones. Right. Yeah, depending <laughs> on the product. Yeah. So, I don't get the munchies anymore, really, unless it's edibles. I would love for you to test that. I'd love so, so, And she ordered it on... <laughs> Amazon or something. Okay. Uh, All right. But I'll get you the info. It's, uh, uh, I can't remember the name. Mm, anyway. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll get you the I'm info. Excited. We'll figure it out. I'll post it up on the show notes and people else, yeah. everybody else can try it out. Yeah, yeah. Intensify um, or something. Did we, did we cover everything with the Nevada Botanical Sciences? Oh, Trichomic. They don't do just CBD and THC drinks and... They actually do creams and chapstick. Chapstick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and are these available through their website? They or? no. So that also has uh, the THC in it. Okay, but that's right. That's right. You don't get any of the euphoric because you're rubbing it on. Right. You don't absorb the THC and get high. I mean, mm-hmm. you can try eating the cream. I'm sure it tastes like shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not the yogurt I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this shit's spoiled. Uh, <laughs> No, so that's available. I think at most of the dispensaries. Okay. Um, but it in is Nevada a, for now. Yeah, right? yeah, for, in Nevada, you, you can't cross state lines right, anything right. with the THC. But um, yeah, it's award-winning, uh, and I've tried it. My mom still uses it, like every day, puts it on her hands, and mm-hmm. um, it's amazing. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know if you guys can buy it and take it over state lines. That's up to y'all. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Can we go buy from Nevada? See, it's for California. But, you have to have a California driver's license. So a lot of people come here oh. and they're like, "Ooh, we're in California. I'm gonna go smoke some weed." And then I didn't know they that. can't even get into a dispensary because they have a Nevada you license. Have, yeah, you have to oh. have a California. What? That's from what I'm to understand. Well, Jenny's Dude, leave it to California checks. to cock block themselves on selling <laughs> right. some product. Well, my a, a friend of mine, I believe her um, her sister came to town and wanted to go to a dispensary and she couldn't. Hmm. And I don't believe uh, my friend could either because she recently moved out of state. They have family in California, came together, kind of thing. Hmm. And she was like, "I can't help you because." Hmm. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, that's just what I was to understand. I've heard a lot of stories of people like I couldn't go to the just can't just walk into a California dispensary. That's a bummer. I know that Nevada, Vegas right. tourists are turning yeah. all the time where they accept anything. Right. Just as you as draw your picture on a piece of paper, they're like, "You're good to go." Well, we also we what is it? Are the the, the laws in California um, for marijuana mimic drinking? Mm. So twenty one. Twenty one and over. Oh really? Um, you have to have a. I believe you have to have a California state, uh, California resident ID or ID license. Or license. Um, you can't sell it to others, but you can gift it. <laughs> so, you know, leave the money on the nightstand kind of thing. Um, and again, it's the same. You can't really smoke it outside. Although I don't know about um, smoking it outside. I don't think that's a rule 
because we have designated areas like um, our concerts and festivals mm -hmm. where a lot of dispensaries will show up and they sell packs of joints and people mm -hmm. will smoke them. Well, someone needs to tell the ski resorts because I'm in the parking lot. You yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's going to find a way to smoke it. Right. There's really no designated area. But, it, but like if in Vegas or in Nevada they're saying you can't smoke it outside, yeah. it sounds like California's a little bit lax on that one, a little bit different, but they're a little bit harder to get yeah. unless you're a resident. Well, it's so. amazing the, the, the way people figure figure out uh, a way around the law or like mm -hmm. Washington DC you can't buy weed uh, it has to be free but we'll deliver it to you for $400 delivery right. charge right. Oh, but right. we're not paying for the weed right. yeah. that's what I was saying right. you can it's, gift it's it but you gotta pay the delivery driver yeah. and stuff. which is it's fine it's whatever well thank you to uh, Kurt of course from Tricomic and uh, Nevada Botanical Science for uh, giving us the tour of the whole operation there um, that was really cool. Yeah, that was I, very impressive. I think we need to come and do a podcast just between you and him. Oh, you guys just are hilarious. just mic you two up. <laughs> that right? is to that let was, that run. I was regretting uh, not micing you in the first place. That yeah. was one of the funniest. Yeah. Yeah. Are you and Kurt are like some old married couple, right? You do, yeah. you dicker. He's, but it's so funny. Yeah, he started it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Josh, for having us here um, yeah. at Damon Industries. This has been a really, really fun, fun day. Yeah. Thanks for all all the time. I know it's this a, is a time suck. I appreciate it. Eye-opening experience. It's it's really cool to to just see how the whole operation works and getting to know you guys here has just been really yeah. fun. It's so, definitely brought yeah. some clarity for how everything works and like mm -hmm. why we see the products that we see and how we see them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's fun stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. The Rad 